Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. It's Pentecost Sunday, and it's the last day of the prayer journal for the half million mobilization that our denomination has been doing. I hope you keep praying after this. Because that's what God's people do. God's people pray. And we are in desperate times. There's always been desperate times. I think this is just Nathaniel's opinion and it's not in my notes. Take it for what it's worth. Sometimes when we go through hard times and desperate times, we think this is the worst it's ever been for anybody. Maybe, maybe not. There's always been desperate times. Long before television, long before movies, long before Netflix and other streaming services, nearly everyone who could read did read. Back about 120, 150 years ago, when people would read more often, maybe you read a lot, I don't know. A lot of people watch TV nowadays. But back in the day, 150 years ago, there was a book that started like this. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. So there's always been desperate times. Now, we think it's bad now, but it was bad about 130 years ago. As a matter of fact, it was so bad, the language was so foul in the United States of America that there was a concerted effort by printed media, which was about all the media they had back then, right? Books and magazines... There was a concerted effort to clean up the language. How cool is that? So, if you've ever wondered where holy moly came from, or gee willikers, heavens to Betsy, All of those substitute phrases for curse words 
came back in the late 1800s. How about this one? Jumping Jehoshaphat. (laughs) Thing is, Jehoshaphat never jumped. (laughs) Jehoshaphat stood still. And he was facing desperate times. Second Chronicles chapter 20. I want to start in verse 1. Before we pick up a read in verse 1, the kingdom of Israel is actually two separate kingdoms. The northern kingdom, where King Ahab, yes, the really, really bad king who was married to Jezebel, the really, 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 really bad queen. King Ahab has just been killed on the field of battle. He was the king of the northern kingdom of Israel. Jehoshaphat is the king of the southern kingdom, the land of Judah. So even though he lived, it's still desperate times. Verse 1, after this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, with some of the Munites, or me unites. That's what it looks like. Came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Imagine that. We're living through it now. Russia is invading Ukraine. We've seen the turmoil. We've seen President Zelensky pleading for help. Here's Jehoshaphat. Three different kingdoms about to invade. Verse 2. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already and has an on Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. It wasn't just an army. It was a vast army. Vast means immense. And not only immense, maybe intense. So maybe you're facing a vast problem at work. Or a vast diagnosis you were not expecting. Or a vast, you name it, kind of trouble. Notice it caused Jehoshaphat alarm. (laughs) So if you're alarmed by the vastness of your issue, that's okay. After his alarm, what does he do next? Verse 3. Alarmed. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. 
Resolution takes effort and commitment. We forget that second word after January 31st. Anybody still doing your New Year's resolutions? Resolution takes effort and commitment. You know what? Prayer takes effort, doesn't it? It's easy to say, oh, I'll pray for you, and then forget. Been there, done that. We all have, haven't we? And I don't know about you, I struggle with this. It's, it's hard to pray. To make the time, keep the time, and be committed to the time. Oh, I might do good here and there. Don't fire me. I know pastors are supposed to pray. That's the first thing on the job description. (laughs) And I do. But prayer is hard work. Don't let anyone convince you otherwise. Prayer takes effort and commitment. And Jehoshaphat with that vast army closing in, resolved to pray. But he wasn't going to pray by himself. Watch what he does. Verse 3, alarmed. Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. All of you to empty yourselves of whatever it is that fills you and fill yourself with the Lord. Verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek the Lord. Maybe because people haven't been praying is because we haven't invited them. Let me be clear. We still need to follow Jesus' words. We don't want to... I can't do it with my new voice. Do, do, do. We don't want to blast the trumpet and say, Hey, everybody, I'm praying. Oh, God, I know you hear me. Jesus said, don't be like the pagans who announce it with the trumpets and let everybody know they're praying. But we can reach out to one another when we gather on Sunday mornings. When we come to Bible study on Wednesday, Sunday evenings now, we don't just study the Bible. We pray together. I even know that there's some prayer groups out there from this church that meet. But you may not. That's because it's being done right. Not with the blare of trumpets or telegraphed on wherever. But even the prayer chain, there's ways we can seek the Lord together. 
like the people did then when they faced a vast, immense, and intense issue. And I was being a little silly earlier. But I want you to hear Jehoshaphat's prayer when they gathered. Verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood up. I told you he stood. It's not the first time you'll hear it. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard, and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. That would include the Moabites, Ammonites, and Munites. You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and give it forever to your descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity came upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress. And you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. Time out. God knows that. God knows that those armies are invading. But still, Jehoshaphat mentions it. Sometimes we might think, oh, I, I, I don't need to, to pray about this or pray about that. God knows. He knows, but it's still worth mentioning. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came up from Egypt, and they did not destroy them. See how they're repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood before the Lord. I guess it wasn't just Jehoshaphat who stood. Notice, they didn't all run out and attack, did they? They didn't take it in their own hands. Well, I got this. They stood. 
Verse 14. Then the Spirit of the Lord. I bet you were wondering on Pentecost Sunday when we were going to talk about the Spirit. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. Now what's cool about the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Holy Spirit shows up in both spots. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people. What do we have now since that first Pentecost Sunday? The Holy Spirit doesn't come upon us. He is within us. You know your stuff, church. He said, verse 15, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will come climbing up past the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions. Stand firm and see. See the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow. And the Lord will be with you. To make a long story short, they obeyed the Lord. They stood and they watched as their enemies demolished one another in confusion. Those vast, those immense and intense armies. What had they done in the midst of their trouble? They prayed. They fasted. They had promises to hold on to. How many times did this Jehaziel say, do not be afraid and do not be discouraged? He said it twice. Repeated it just so they knew. There's no need to fear. No need to be discouraged. I do not know the vastness of what you face. But His Word. Maybe you have experience to know that He is greater. He is greater than whatever trouble is before you. And you can stand.
Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit in us. Thank you for the power we have in you. The power we have when we come to you in prayer. When we fall to our knees or lift our hands and cry out to the God who saves. Lord, there's going to be times in life when we're desperate. When the trouble's coming in fast, when it's immense and intense. May we resolve to inquire of you. May we reach out to those around us and ask for their help and call on for your help. And Lord, help us to hold on to those promises. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your strength in our weakness. And thank you, God, that with you on our side, we can stand against anything that might come our way. May we give you all the praise and all the glory. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.